Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I am Bob Hassan. I'm with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, what are we doing on the show today? Well, you know, you and I talk a lot about there's no separation between sacred and secular that, you know, if you, whatever you do is a job, it is your mission field. And we also talk about people working together from, you know, senior pastors with incredible business leaders. And we have some guests today. We have two men who are working together. They've written a book together. They've done a whole curriculum together. They've done like this incredible message series that worked really well in San Francisco of all places. Yeah. You think about San Francisco and you think about it's not an easy place to minister. And you don't think of uh, Christianity in San Francisco. That's not the first thing you think of when you think of <laughs> San Francisco or the Bay Area. But they've actually been there for decades and they've seen God move in some really profound ways in culture. And I love what they represent and how it's culminated in some of the activities they're doing as partnership together. Well, I want to tell you about them. Rusty Roof. Rusty is well-known in the technology arena, and he's been an entrepreneur, a tech entrepreneur for decades. He's spoken at places, I mean, huge conventions and places where it matters, but he's also been on the, the board of, he's also been the President's Advisory Board for Arts for the Kennedy Center. He's been on a uh, leader of both Grammy Foundation Board and American Conservatory Theater Board. So he's been involved in a massive way in the arts entertainment and in colleges, but he's also helped the church in a profound way. And so you don't want to miss hearing from Rusty Roof, but along with that, we have Terry Brisbane. And Terry is the pastor of Cornerstone in San Francisco. And he also has his doctorate degree in ministry and has been pastoring in San Francisco in the city, you know, limits, not in the external places, but in the city limits, which is a big deal. I've ministered many times in San Francisco, and there's not many successful churches that last past a decade or two. And he's been there for over three. And so these guys together have been bringing a curriculum that I think is great for everybody. Their new book is called The Faith Code, but I, more than just a book, this today is going to be an interview about two men who are sharing a, a, an extreme alliance with God and have some language that I think you're going to want to hear. I know I want to hear it. Bob, you're going to want to hear it as well. So let's get to our interview. I had a word that the next great move of God's spirit, like a Jesus people movement is gonna happen in the workplace, in the marketplace, and we need to hear God right now. You know, when you're working your career, your place of influence, your job, and you're wanting as a Christian a God result, there has to be a God process to get to that result, and we have to hear God. My friend Bob Hass and I wrote a book just for you to teach you how to hear God's voice in this season of your life, to help you in your place of career, in your place of business. So there's no disconnection between who you are at church, who you are in your family, and who you are in your career, but it all works together beautifully and I believe that this book is a key book for now to help you understand what God's doing. So I'm gonna encourage you to get this book wired here. And if you get it during this month, you get the masterclass where Bob and I taught on just the themes of the book and help bring it home, help give you some assignments and some impartation that's gonna bring it right into your very life. So I'm gonna encourage you get wired to here now and get our brand new masterclass free when you buy the book from boldministries.com. Welcome back. We're here with Rusty and Terry. Welcome, you guys. We're so happy to have you. Uh, oh, it's awesome to be here. Thanks so much. Here. 
I love that, you know, it's a pastor and businessman who wrote a book together and have partnered somehow <laughs> in this project. And we get to hear, you know, unique perspective, because that doesn't always happen. I know, Bob and I wrote a book together, and I was mostly in ministry at the time. Now I'm doing more media and entertainment stuff. But I was, you know, it's kind of the same feel. So I feel like we're, we're looking at our parallel universe right now. Yes. This is great. Would you guys tell us how this all started this partnership together to work on, especially the faith code, like a marketplace book. Talk about this. Cool. I'll, I'll, ju I'll jump, I'll jump in. Um, first of all, it, it started with relationship. Yeah. So Terry and I and, our, and another brother, uh, David Brickner, who's the executive director of Jews for Jesus, um, who we would ask you to pr uh, pray for at this time yeah. for all the things that are happening in Israel. Yeah. Uh, we were with him this morning and uh, he was, the amazing, amazing blessings are happening um, in Israel. But we would we would ask for protection over his his team. Um, but the three of us um, started many, many, many years. I'm, I'm coming up on decades now wow. getting together on Wednesday mornings and as a small all accountability group, if you will, but talking about all kinds of different things, uh, things that, you know, are about life about my at that time, as I was going through uh, my business experiences and David's experience in ministry and Terry's experience in ministry. And um, out of that grew a relationship of trust, a relationship of understanding of each other, an appreciation of what I do in the marketplace and what Terry does in the ministry and bouncing back and forth, how those two worlds can actually support each other instead of feeling, you know, that, Oh, wait a minute, you're on one side of the street. I'm on the other side of the street. And, and on Sundays we come to the, to the intersection, you know, instead of saying, you know, it's, it, this is a continuous fluid conversation. And, and I had given this talk right after the, um, the iPhone came out and I, I went to Purdue and I gave this, this talk at Purdue about, um, are you building your life as a platform or an app? Oh, and cool. that was, that was the metaphor, right? And, and, and the idea being, are you building your life as a platform built on, uh, on things like your faith and your values and your principles and your, and your deep relationships, or are you building your life as an app, which are your interests in life, those things, those whimsical things that come and go. Do you, do you, is, is your favorite sports team the most important part of your life? And when, when they win, it's great. When they lose, it's awful. You know, and your life crashes like an hey, app Don't get does. personal now. Don't get personal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so um, I, I was sharing that one day with Terry. And, you know, in one of these Wednesday um, meetings, and he had the idea, he says, wow, you know, what if we took that and turned that into a message series, which we did at church called Life Apps. And, and Terry would speak and, and teach and preach on the parables and principles of Jesus. And then I did these video segments that um, were a couple minutes to five minutes long that I filmed all over the Bay Area about the applications. How do you take all what you just heard and take it out into life on Monday? Wow. And, and that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And we got a lot of positive feedback from it. And then again, it was Terry's idea that said, well, why we've got all this stuff. What if we turned it into a book? And that was eight years ago. That was eight years ago of working on yeah. what could this be in written form and what did it want to look like? And that's what the faith code has turned out to be. I don't know, Terry, you want to add to that? Yeah. So I, Terry, uh, you pastor a church in San Francisco and obviously uh, Rusty is your friend and you, you guys have built accountability over the years, but 
I know the pressures of pastoring a church uh, all the way from the business side to the side of dealing with the human beings. How has the the partnership with Rusty helped you to uh, pastor the church? Like it's almost like I'm looking at a, uh, if you will, pardon the metaphor, a king and a priest. Uh, but Bob, before he goes on, I mean, he is pastoring the easiest city in America right now. So this, you know, like, this isn't, I don't know if he's qualified to answer this too much. Just kidding. I'm so glad you asked that question, Bob, because again, you are pastoring in the Bay Area. And so this is a great question because I think I want our listeners to hear this with intrigue because San Francisco's Boda is one of the top five worst places to plant a church. And you have one there. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, I am a San Francisco, uh, you know, resident born and raised here. So it is in that regard. And I mean, inside the city. So I, I've been in the city. And uh, yeah, it's my it's my home turf to a certain degree. It's but I would use the terminology it's my mission field. Uh, yeah. And that if I can connect back to what you were mentioning, Bob, uh, which I appreciate your words, because uh, you, you know, you both seem to know that shepherding for a long period of time uh, is it can it can be perilous and it can yeah it could be dangerous at a spiritual soul familial level. There are a lot of landmines out there. We we minister in an environment that is supercharged at a spiritual level, if I can mm-hmm. call it that. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, yeah, it's just not all. <laughs> I've been okay. So I've been. I started here as a youth pastor, and uh, under my grandfather in a very, very small church, wow. just a little bigger than a home church, and that was my exposure point. In fact, that was why I stayed in San Francisco. Um, wow. I had a chance to go and play soccer on a scholarship at the Air Force Academy, and I decided to stay and just go to San Francisco State and do my undergrad work, so I could serve him because I felt called to him. I loved wow. him. He was my spiritual mentor. And uh, even though he died when I was 25, and that's when I became the lead pastor. Wow. Yeah. So now we're talking about uh, since I started, when I was about 16 in youth ministry, over over you know 40, 40 plus years here in San Francisco, yeah. pastoring, wow. seeing a lot of generations of ministers come and go. I have tales to tell about of the older ministers that I. Uh, experienced as a younger pastor in San Francisco, the midsection during the whole 2000s, and then now watching this latest iteration iteration post-pandemic. My relationship with Rusty, to answer the specific question that was mentioned, uh, has been a very valuable gift to me. Mm. And uh, the book is a product of that. And it's more an outcome of a relationship that we worked at over the years, there were things that I could learn directly from him. He has such a wide range of experience in the corporate world, in the world of technology, and in the world also of entertainment, which is an appreciated aspect of what Rusty has done. He's been on the Grammy board, and that's been a, a key uh, exposure point for him as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's created unique uh, also disagreements. We didn't agree on everything, right? right. And, I'm, and I'm his pastor. So uh, <laughs> I, I have to walk, walk, we had to walk fine lines there and learn to sometimes even, even disagree in love. Uh, and I had to uh, say, okay, what is the real value of this relationship? Yeah. And 
um, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't know how far we want to go on this, but I, I did gain strength from the relationship because there was there was an exposure that Rusty gave me to a world that I was not as familiar with. I did, I did, as you are aware, Bob and, and, and Sean, of course, uh, have to lead at a CEO level, really, a, yeah. a church through all kinds of different life stages. But it is different than the marketplace ministry. But so many of the people that we connect to and minister to are involved at different levels in marketplace ministry. So mm-hmm. I want to know how they think. Uh, I want to know um, how people are experiencing the duality of being in church on a Sunday, maybe uh, a little bit more involved, hopefully, and then the rest of their life immersed in a very different environment where it's not always easy, especially in San Francisco and the Bay Area. And this whole Silicon Valley, as you know, uh, is it's not always simple. You've, you've got to negotiate your faith in ways that um, are both almost like Daniel. You have to you have to be yeah. wise. Yeah, well, I could talk more, but I better. No, no, it's okay. I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you share that because I think I mean part of what I I'm seeing here in your relationship. There's a lot of pastors who have made the transition to actually have their core friends be people who could be peers. A lot of times they have people who are kind of subservient to them as friends. And I love your friendship because it's coming through through in this conversation as far as like there's a mutuality to it. It's so good. I think pastors, it's one of the things that pastors are some of the loneliest professionals, also CEOs, people who are leaders of companies are some of the loneliest people as well, professionals. So I love that you guys have come out of that box and are modeling something, even this conversation that it's like, hey, we've been meeting for decades and this book came out of a relationship that we've had, which speaks volumes of your character and who you guys both are. Talk to us about some of the challenges as far as you know, I know you're talking about kind of being a pastor in the church challenges, but I want to talk to both of you about some of the challenges of bringing a message like this right now when things are so energized. There's so much going on where there's so, such a fight for the even the word identity. Like church has been teaching about identity for decades, yes. Yes. but the world's teaching about identity as well. So you have you have so many different kind of viewpoints that are out there, and you guys are going right after the heart of a subject that really can define not just someone's success, but their actual connection to themselves in the world around them. So talk about that a little bit. In the end, the invitation of Christ is an invitation to find ourselves in him as a beloved son or a beloved daughter. That's and right. when we start in that place, everything else is on the table, mm-hmm. including yeah. my sexuality, including uh, my political uh, perspectives. All of those things need to be brought to the table if our starting place is I'm I'm beginning as a son Yes. daughter of Christ. And that that has been, I think, a key part of how we approach the faith code, how we've been thinking about ministering in the environments that we're in. We can't expect people who don't know the Lord to um, be Christian in their worldview. I, <laughs> I, it's, sure. it's, it's not going to, but, but I do think that people who are open and seeking and want to find greater stability not being pitted, you know, in groups or oppressor oppressed. I can, we can talk about all those things or, you know, this is my identity in terms of how I define it sexually. Those things lead to confusion. And in the end, they cannot satisfy the deepest yearning that God put inside of every human being. Every man, every woman was created to have a relationship with the Lord. And that's how we begin, right? Our source code is Christ. 
Yeah, or what he taught us. So good, Rusty. Uh, you and I have been in business for well. I know I've been in business for over forty years, and I'm not going to put you at my age, but for a long time serving the church. I understand, I, I understand that language. I understand yeah. that language. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've served the church. We've been sitting in pews. We've been serving, uh, you know, pastors, and it must be so amazing to have Terry be such a good friend and fight for the connection of relationship to understand how you think. And, you know, as, as he's talking, I know you and I are in the world out in the marketplace and we're, we're, we're peering in and, and I see such a, a balanced conversation that Terry has. It must be amazing. The fact that you've had uh, input into his life and his thinking. And how do you, how do you, I guess my question is, is the value that you have together the, the, to write a book and to think like each other and to agree to disagree? How's that been for you? Yeah. Well, let's, let's start from the place that I, um, for, first of all, I'm a church guy. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, 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 uh, I love the church. I think the church is an essential part of our yeah, relationship with Christ and those who, you know, in our world out here, there's a lot of people who go, oh, yeah, I'm at church. You know, I did church um, Sunday morning with my buddies on the golf course, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not church, right? <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. church. Um, so so I, I start from that place. Yeah. Secondly, I, I come from the place that, um, you know, God gives us experiences as gifts, right? So we've got our talents, right? That's a gift that we've been given, but he also gives us experiences as gifts, and in fact, we write about that in the faith code, I get a little thing about what, what I call the Easter eggs of life, you know, that if you look around, there are Easter eggs in the technology world, you know, Easter eggs are those little things that are, they're hidden, but they bring you joy when you see them and you laugh and it, well, uh, you know, so if we look at the experiences of life we have as gifts, then what are we supposed to do with those gifts? So if I've got a front row seat to the world of technology and the emergence of new technologies, which I've been fortunate enough to have for the last 25 years, came here in 1998, same month that Google was funded. So that was pretty early, right? And if I don't take those experiences and the gifts that I've given and give them back to the church as a treasure, mm -hmm. then I, I believe I'm being irresponsible with those gifts. Okay, wow. so I have I have felt that um, I need to take those things, and fortunately, Terry has given me a, a platform and a venue and a receptivity from him and his staff to be able to bring those things back. And I'll give you an example: in 2014, so we're recording this in 2023. In 2014, I gave him him and his team a presentation that I called Cloud Church. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. What is this digital church going to look like? Is there something that we can do in the future? And part of that was a thing called an online campus. <laughs> what would we do with an online campus? Right. Wow. And, and, you know, so I, I give that we do, we talk about it. It kind of comes, it kind of goes a little part, parts of it go. Now there's two, two things I could do with that. One is I can go, I can't believe these guys, they move way too slow. You know, I should go to some other church, you know, who, who who's going to grok what's in my mind. Um, or I can look at it and say, you know what, Lord, you, you laid this on my heart. 
You gave me the, uh, the ability and the place to communicate it. And I will pray over, you know, this may be used in your time and in your will. And I'll tell you, you go back to that presentation and you look at what we've what Terry has done with the church post pandemic, right? Post pandemic, the online capability of our church looks a lot like the cloud church. That's oh, awesome. Okay. That's so, cool. so, um, so, but, and I, and I will tell you, and I will challenge anyone who's listening to this, who has a front row seat in any function business capability that they're in, they're a CFO, they're a chief marketing officer, they work in sales, they work in operations someplace, they, they work in human resources. Take that gift that God has given you in experiences and figure out how to take that and translate it to help the church, your yeah. church. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think you're being irresponsible with it. So well, I don't know if that answers your question. No, it's such a good answer because I think part of it, like I listened to it, is that there's something that happens, of course, for the church and for you that just would never happen. One can take a thousand, two can take 10,000. There's obviously a multiplication that happens to both sides. There's just, but there's so much for, but I think it was like some of the things that like, I think of Bob who's walked alongside a lot of ministries and helped them to kind of go to like a 2.0. And I just think when we get to heaven, there's going to, you're going to look at Bob's treasure account in heaven. Sorry, Bob, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> and, and people are gonna be like, how you didn't plan all these churches. You didn't plan all these bases. You didn't do all, but he did. He did because he lent his gifts and his experience the way you're saying it. And he's going to be rewarded for that. Like there's going to be that place of like connection to Jesus, the fruit of for eternity. And I just feel like so many people are fruitless because they're not involved with local ministry, yeah. not involved with the local church. So I, I know this isn't the point of the show, but, but tell us about like, did you ever go through a period where that was challenged? Like where, where you were like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like they did move too slow. I'm just exhausted. Or did you, were you, are you a hopeful like a eternal optimist in this relationship. Cause I think a lot of people are listening 50 or 60% of the church, according to Barna group is not our Christians are not going to church right now, 50 to 60%. Right. And so like, you're someone who's not only going to church, but you're finding a thriving connection to it as a business person. And Bob and I many times hit people on the show who were interviewing who are like, I'm just not, I'm not comfortable in a local church right now. I just, I, I just don't feel connected. And so you're having the opposite experience. Give us some keys if you can, if you can think of any, so I'm putting you on the spot, but sure. I just think, no, no, no. And no, if you no, went no. through any weakness where you're like, this wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll give you an example. Um, so my wife and I served in the children's ministry for many, many years, my wife, multiple decades there. Um, and, and both of us, um, you know, loved and the, the aspect of the children's ministry. And it was an important thing for, for us in our lives. Um, but we also recognize that at different, our different life stage, we don't have children. We don't have children in our different life stage that um, the, the joy that we got out of that in that season of our life might not be the joy that we're going to get out of something else in another season of our life. And we had to go through that transition on ourselves and looking at, and, you know, Barry will uh, understand this, our children's ministry, which is really thriving. It's amazing where it's come to come from. We had a lot of transitions of leadership and it was really tough for Patty and I. We go, well, wait a minute, here we go. Another children's ministry, ministry leader. You know, how many times can we go through this? And, you know, like we're teaching them what we ought to be, they should be teaching us. And, and, um, and you know, but we found a place in our own selves where, that wasn't the frustration point. We could have let it be, 
We could have let it be, but we found a place in our own lives where, hey, listen, you know, the season of our life is we're now growing to something else, you know, and so sometimes it's okay to leave some ministries behind to go do other things. And I will, I will tell you that um, since not serving in the children's ministry over the last few years, I have been so busy in other ministries that God has given me. Yeah. Right. So I, I host this podcast, The Faith Driven Entrepreneur. We've got the book. We're doing this. I write my purpose working every day. I do all of these different things. I still get to spend time with Terry and his team as we as we develop things. We're getting ready to get ready to speak three times in, the, you know, in next year at the beginning of the year. Um, so God opens up one door when you you know think another door should be shut. Um, but I but but I will tell you that. Um, you know, again, you know, being, be, being a church person, you must be active. You must be active. You can't, you know, if you wonder why people go, oh yeah, I go to such and such church and I was here for, yeah, you know, yeah, we've been over there for a couple of months. So we went over there for a couple of years uh, and we ran into a guy this morning. Yeah. I'm, I'm over at a place. Yeah. I think I've been there seven years. And sometimes when I hear that, I, I think, you know, maybe they're not being active. Maybe they're being passive churchgoers because I think yeah. once you get active in a church, it's really hard to leave one. That's really yeah. good. Well, Terry, in our in our last minutes, tell us why you love the book that you guys wrote together, and uh, what we can expect from it when we read it and where to get it. I mean, one of the reasons I love the book is because it's it's an honest word that I think speaks to the time that we're living in. And it is unique in a certain regard. There aren't a lot of books like this where there is almost two aspects represented uh, between, as we say, a churchman, a pastor, a shepherd. But Rusty comes from a very different angle. Mm -hmm. We're meeting, we're converging together, we're overlapping, we're almost if I can use this word, the faith code is almost a dance. Mm. It it has at times um, one partner taking the lead and another takes the lead and, and, uh, it will speak to different people in, I, I think from different places. I mean, the, the risks of course, when you disperse is that you lose something. The gain is that if you do it right, is that you gain synergy. Our hope is that the faith code produces synergy. Now that won't be the case for every reader, but I do think it has the potential for that. There's a healing component to this book. Mm. Um, for me, the two of the most meaningful chapters have to do with healing from hurt and wounds mm. and trust injuries. Uh, specifically, this is an interesting one, not only on those that are done to us by people who should have loved us better. How do I get better? How do I heal up? But also to what I will call self-inflicted injuries, yeah. Yeah. Um, which all of us who live long enough will experience to some degree. And I'm not always sure which one is harder to get past. I suspect when it's all said and done, it's the self-inflicted ones yeah. that are the most painful. And so we talk about that, how to heal, how to forgive, how to, how to grow, and um, how, to, how to become a more whole person in Christ. And uh, that's part of the faith code. So it depends on where yeah. you want to go with it. But anyway, this is my, my belief in why the, the book has great meaning and value and why it means so much to me mm. that I hopefully it will bless and help and heal and strengthen and draw people from uh, places where there might they might already have a real deep life with Christ, but they might be seeking as well 
and aren't even committed in any way. It's just kind of open yeah. to wanting to be better. So cool. And you can find it any any book any bookstore if they don't have it on the shelf then um, it's probably because somebody bought one and they haven't re- replenished it yet. Um, but you just you know just ask them for the faith code, and then online any place you buy your your books obviously uh, it's uh, it's available. And then we do have a website that you could go to to learn more about us um, yeah. and also about the book itself. It's called the faith code the faith So really easy the book title And then um, if you also want to learn what we're doing with the book inside of our church, inside of Terry's church, our, our church, uh, you can go to cornerstone SF and our dot org. And uh, it or is our YouTube uh, channel, which is our YouTube. So yeah. e- either, either one of those, but uh, the, the, yeah, the, the faith code.com will get you right to the book. Well, that's so cool. Are you guys on social media? I, yes, I am. I am just rusty roof. My, First name and last name together, um, and you can okay. find me just across, across most most social media channels. Well, it's been such an honor having both of you, and we thank you so much. We we can't wait for the book. And um, up next, you have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back to Final Thoughts. Sean, I was taken with the relationship of both Terry and Rusty and how symbiotic it was. You could tell that they had worked through some issues together, but they have a deep friendship and love for each other and they trust each other. And I, I just thought it was beautiful to to see into that relationship. Well, yeah, and it's what we've been hoping for is that more people who are in the marketplace will have more of that sense of like, almost like that covenant of God with their brotherhood and sisterhood of ministers. And I just think there needs to be this relationship that just goes beyond just doing things together, but actually had, you know, they were, they're doing life together. And out of that, they've created projects and they've trusted each other's voice and they've spoken to each other in significant ways. Like when he talked about, you know, Rusty shared about how he shared the cloud church and how then what was it a decade later, the pandemic happened or maybe not even a whole decade, but the pandemic happened and it didn't make sense when he first shared it because no one was implementing it and he could have been frustrated, but he just trusted God. And then the pandemic happens and their virtual real estate, campus uh, was really inspired by that whole message. So it's almost like this prophetic message that that needed its timing, but it was spoken in a way to prepare the ground. And I just think business people and pa- uh, pastors and leaders, spiritual leaders, we all need to work together so strongly for what's about to come, especially because the economy is shaken. And because of because politics are so polarized, we need to like come outside of those dynamics and come inside of how we're going to get the job done with Jesus. Right. And I think one of the most important things, and and I know in our relationship, uh, you and I have built trust together over, you know, decades of being together, understanding each other. And when the trust is built, the walls come down so that we can really talk about things that matter in our lives and our business and our ministry. And and we could really see that happening with with, uh, Rusty and Terry that, um, you know, they've been through a lot together. And uh, yeah. 
they're 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 still together. They're serving God. Rusty loves the church, and um, there's this relationship where yeah, Terry's his pastor, but but they're but they're also friends. And and I and I and I hope our listeners really could see into the relationship, and that out of the relationship came that came a book, which wasn't the impetus of the interview. The interview was more relational. I'm, and I'm yeah. so glad we picked that up. Well, and I think I'm just going to, my, my final, final thought <laughs> is I, I think a lot of people, especially young entrepreneurs, they want that relationship with like somebody who has influence in the ministry side of things, because they want, they want that voice of wisdom that comes for with spiritual authority. You don't need a senior pastor. Go after somebody who's just doing life well, somebody who's making good spiritual choices. It could be a youth pastor. It could be, it could be just a lay leader at the church. It could be somebody who's just been there for so long leading a, a, a men's Bible study or a marketplace, you know, group or whatever. And just just start to give your heart to whoever is available to you and start to also receive their heart. Like don't just go to do things together. Don't just go to do the ministry together, but start to build relational equity. And I think that takes, I always tell people it takes like, you know, four or five times to spend time with somebody at lunch before y'all really connect. It just takes time, especially if you're trying to make a real connection and not just meet about something. And so, you know, invite somebody to lunch. If you're a marketplace person, invite somebody, you know, who's involved with a home group, your home group leader to lunch five weeks in a row, and you're going to get into a rhythm of life where you're going to start to want to do life together most likely. And I just think we have to make an extra effort at these relationships to bring that kind of quality that you hear that these guys have now after decades of meeting together that you and I have now over many years meeting together. And I just think you have to make that invested um, connection and relationship. And I just wanted to say that because I feel like people want quick and they want to inherit what someone else has built. They hear that kind of relationship. They get involved with somebody for a year. They're like, well, I don't have that yet. You're like, well, it took them decades. So like commit. And actually go on the journey and you're going to be so happy years later, you're gonna be like, I'm so glad I did life with this person. And out of that came an abundance of kingdom activity too. But the kingdom activity was a byproduct, not the object. Well, thank you for watching today, exploring the marketplace. If you've been listening or watching, we're so glad when you guys give us feedback. So make sure to leave a review on wherever you listen to this podcast. We would love if we earned your, you know, subscription, your like, your follow. That means the world to us, but we also want to do life with you. And we have these episodes every week just for you. And for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you guys make it worth it. I love your feedback. I love running into you. I just ran into three different people who are our listeners as I was in the airport, Bob in Dallas and both ways going there and coming back. And also why I was on set at TBN. I just have the best, awesome, most incredible people who come up to me and say, if you hadn't done that one podcast episode with that one person, I wouldn't have made the life transition I made because of you and Bob having that conversation. I mean, it's so profound when you guys interact with us and tell us what's going on in your life. So make sure to do that. You can also email us at info at to give us your testimony, your report, or ask for prayer. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.